everyone loves recruiting. And this weekend, because Alabama's playing Austin P and everybody else is playing some other dented soup can, it's a great time to talk about recruiting. And we're going to do it right now. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's normally him. But today we got on threes, Joseph Hastings joining us because we wanted to talk a ton of recruiting. And Jimmy is still moving out of his, I guess, palatial estate because it's taking him about four and a half months to get out of that place. Joseph, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Luke. Yeah, you know, Jimmy's got that move that he's got going on. And, you know, I'm happy I can fill in. I'm, I'm hoping that everything's going well on his end. And it's been taking – it has been taking a little bit, a, a little bit of a long time. But he should be back to normal, back on schedule tomorrow. So, look forward to seeing Jimmy again. Does it hurt your feelings at all that it's taking him, like, several weeks to move out of his house? And so, he's being compensated like like a king. And apparently, you just get free hats at home three. <laughs> Is that right? It looks like. Honestly, it's not too bad. I've got seven hats. Um, you know, I, I actually got this this Alabama hat. Don't know if you can see oh, it here. Uh, you know, I've got two hoodies, two, uh, three shirts. So I, I got a really nice care package the other day. I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. All right, let's talk a lot about recruiting. Um, look, the first one I want to talk about, and may not even have any Alabama connection at all, but I, I can tell you this: Alabama fans hope it does eventually. Caden Proctor from Iowa the best offensive lineman in this class, most people believe. Been committed to Iowa for some time. There was some, some smoke about him with Alabama. He visited Tuscaloosa, had a great time. But in the end, it felt like the allure of playing at home was just too much. Uh, and But now, apparently, he's going to visit or he just visited Oregon, and uh, Oregon may be on the verge of flipping this cat. Will Oregon flip him, one? And number two, is Alabama still in this thing? Yeah, you know, I believe Alabama's still in this one. You know, they're staying in communication with Caden Proctor and his camp as to whether or not he'll get on campus for, an, for a visit remains to be seen. He took that official visit back in June. Alabama did end up making his top two uh, alongside Iowa before he committed to the Hawkeyes. And he mentioned the allure of the program, you know, staying in the state, representing, um, in, in, you know, representing Iowa, also playing with one of his former teammates, Xavier and Wonkpa, a big time safety in the 2022 cycle. All of those factors appealed to him, but obviously Iowa's, you know, season hasn't gone the way they expected it would uh, really regress compared to last year. And, you know, he took that visit to Oregon. There's been a prediction submitted in favor of the Ducks. I think it could, it could get really interesting if, Proctor ends up making it out, you know, for the Iron Bowl uh, later this month. But, you know, it's kind of wait and see mode. You know, when prospects commit, especially during the summertime, we expect, you know, you know, the hope is that they, um, you know, extend their pledge all the way out until early signing period and then they sign with your program. But, you know, as we've seen with a couple of Alabama commitments, a few of them, you know, Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes, Tony Mitchell taking visits elsewhere. There's always a little bit of concern, you know, when when prospects, you, you know, committed to your program, step foot on other campuses. But, you know, it like I mentioned before, it's wait and see mode with Caden Proctor. I won't give you I, I don't know if I can answer your first question about whether or not he's heading to Oregon or not. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. I think Alabama is the X factor here. But, you know, the Crimson Tide do remain in contact with him. 
All right. And so the, another visitor for uh, the Iron Bowl apparently will be Kilby Collins out of Gardendale. Uh, Gardendale still in the 6A playoffs right now. Uh, Kelby Collins has been committed to Florida for some time. Um, I had reason to believe Alabama wasn't – it's not that they weren't super high on him, but it's not like they were fighting necessarily as hard for him as some other guys. So the commitment to Florida wasn't uh, totally a surprise. But it seems like in the last several weeks, Alabama's really – re-up their commitment of Kelby Collins. Am I right about that or am I off? You know, Kelby Collins would have been a take for Alabama back on August 13th when he committed to the Florida Gators. You know, that that, that definitely wasn't out of the question there. Um, you know, as to whether or not, you know, he was prioritized more than the other or someone else was prioritized more than him, it, you know, it's kind of tough to gauge, especially with, you know, contact restrictions. And, 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 and you know, Kelby is somebody who's been on Alabama's campus a, a, a good number of times. Um, you know, he's had a lot of in-person contact with the Crimson Tide compared to some other prospects who may have only been on campus a couple of times. So, you know, that's pretty tough to gauge. But, you know, if Alabama's going to play host to you for an official visit, especially this late in the process, you know, it, it, it kind of is a telltale sign that they want you, they want you. They're, they're not just going to host anybody for official visits. So, uh, you know, Kelby taking this official visit, I think it's pretty interesting because he's always throwing out December as a potential, um, you know, time period for when he'll take his official to Alabama. Then it got to, it got moved up to the Texas A&M game and now it got pushed back to the Iron Bowl. So, you know, while it is set, you know, in stone right now, you know, that's what he told me after visiting Florida last weekend. I think it could potentially change and move to December, especially with how Gardendale season goes. So, you know, once again, I, I hate saying this, but it's just kind of wait and see, especially with Alabama's defensive linemen targets, you know, Ruben Bain, Jordan Hall, James Smith, you know, what, what, what's going to go on with them? And then Kelby Collins, obviously, they're still in touch with Peter Woods, you know, um, you know, David Hobbs, I expect them to land elsewhere. So, yeah, th this defensive line class will be interesting to see how it finishes. You already have three commitments. You know, the expectation is that they land two more. If they only get one of those top targets, you know, do they go to the transfer portal route? Do they circle back to some, um, you know, prospects who are committed elsewhere that maybe weren't as high on the board before. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, um, you know, Kelby Collins does remain a priority for, for Alabama, and they'll get him on campus later this month. Uh, well, you bring up Peter Woods. I mean, do you really feel like there's an opportunity for him to sign with Alabama? Not Opportunity is the wrong word. I feel like Alabama would take his signature anytime, so he definitely has an opportunity. I mean – do you think there's a chance he signs with Alabama is what I should say? Uh, I'd probably give it 15, maybe like 10 to 15%. Actually, that may be a little bit too high. I just, I, until he gets on campus, which we know he cannot do while committed to the Clemson Tigers because there are no visit policy. It's just going to be hard for me to envision a scenario in which he ends up in this class. You know, Peter, he, you know, he's in contact with Alabama in contact with Freddie Roach. I spoke with his dad a couple of days ago. His dad told me that, uh, they haven't set up a visit to Tuscaloosa. I know he considered it for the Texas A&M game, but wanted to honor his verbal pledge to Clemson. Just un unless he decommits and then takes an official visit to Alabama, which he hasn't yet, I can't see him in this class. So, yeah, um, definitely expect, you know, someone like a Ruben Bain or, or Jordan Hall even, um, you know, to have a higher likelihood of ending up in this class just because of where things stand with Clemson. Ruben Bain's a very interesting name, a kid out of the Miami area. I know at least one Auburn beat writer has put in a crystal ball for Auburn here, but uh, it feels like he's going to end up at Alabama or, or Miami to me. 
Yeah, I, honestly, I, I'll admit, uh, Auburn is really in this one, and it, it kind of surprised me when we talked about it, you know, just about the appeal to the Auburn Tigers, especially if, if he was to leave Miami. My, my initial thought during the summer was, okay, it's going to be to Alabama. You know, he comes from a central high program that has won the past three – has won on the past three state championships, maybe going to win another one. Um, you know, he comes from, so he comes from a winning tradition. Alabama has prioritized him for the longest time. He got offered back in May, 2021. So it's not like he was a late offer for the Crimson Tide. He's been on campus three times. will be on campus for the Iron Bowl. So I, I thought it would be Alabama, but he really likes, like the atmosphere there at Auburn. I think the opportunity to potentially be a part of a rebuilding program and get them to the top instead of joining an established uh, school, established dynasty, I should say, um, you know, th th that may be appealing for him. So Auburn's definitely very much in this, and it kind of it's kind of going to depend on who they hire as their head coach. His pick is Lynn Kiffin. You know, obviously there's some there's some rumors going on there, some reports going on there between those two camps. So I definitely wouldn't roll out Auburn. I think they're right in the mix there. You know, they're probably as high, maybe even higher than Alabama, at least before the firing of Brian Harson. Uh, and, and then you, you look over at Louisville, too. They're going to be getting him on campus for an official visit in December. They already got him on campus for two game day visits during the season. So Louisville is a program that I can't rule out right now just because of, you know, the, you know, obviously the top recruits that they've landed already in this cycle, DeAndre Moore, Ruben, Ruben Owens, um, you know, they're, they're a program that's building together a really good 2023 class. So I think it's really mainly those four Florida state's kind of in it, Oklahoma, not so much, but Alabama is going to have a shot here to wow Ruben and kind of turn the, turn the tide, so to speak uh, later this month. All right, Joseph, we got to tell everybody now about underdog, underdog fantasy. Look, I'm telling you, this is so much fun. This episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. I'm telling you, it's so easy to get started and it's so easy to play while you're watching your favorite team in action. It's a ton of fun. Like you can take something like the uh, LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels, higher than 250 yards passing uh, against UAB this weekend or whatever. You can take Bryce Young uh, over under 225 yards against Austin P. Well, you say that's easy over. Well, I mean, he, will he play enough to actually get that over? So you might want to take the under. Whatever it is, that's all you do. You just It's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team. Not just your team, any team. It's like the old school parlay and decide if they will finish higher or lower than the projected total. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code locked on. That's one word. And underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or Google play store. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on one word. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today, people. All right, Joseph, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the Iron Bowl, some visitors that are coming. Um, and do you think there will be any commitments shortly thereafter? Yeah, so in terms of the visitors who are coming, you know, obviously the big ones are going to be James Smith and Quay Rousseau. They're likely to be in attendance for that game. I know Ohio State was trying to get them on campus from, you know, for, for an official visit. That's going to be a pivotal weekend for the Buckeyes because they're playing Michigan. They're also going to be hosting Jordan Hall for an official visit that weekend. But it seems likely that James and, and Quay will be on campus then. 
not expecting a commitment right after that because, you know, they're, they're obviously looking to take an official visit to Alabama next month and then one to Auburn uh, in December as well. And you may be asking yourself, well, Joe, didn't they already take an official visit back in the summer? Yes, they did. But with a new head coach, you're allowed to take another official visit. So um, Auburn is another school that even though the, the Tigers are having, you know, not not the greatest season, so to speak, um, you know, at least compared to, to what Alabama has done, uh, you know, they remain in the mix for some of these top guys that Alabama is after as well along the defensive line and on just on the defensive side of the ball in general. You've got Tyler Scott cornerback out of Georgia is taking an official visit as well uh, next weekend. Desmond Ricks, five-star cornerback out of IMG Academy. He's going to be taking uh, an unofficial visit this um, next weekend and then an official visit to Alabama next month. Uh, you know, so you got some big-time targets uh, getting on campus. You know, we're going to have our full list probably around Thursday or Friday next week. Just, you know, there's going to be some late cancellations, some late additions. So, um, you know, but those are some of the top guys who are going to be in town. A couple um, commits who are going to be taking official visits like Jaleel Hurley and Tony Mitchell. You know, it's going to be a big weekend for Alabama, uh, possibly the biggest weekend recruiting weekend until the early signing period, um, December 21st. So I don't expect any commitments. I know Arian Carter was initially supposed to take an official visit for the Iron Bowl weekend, but has pushed that to the second weekend of December. Don't know if he's going to be on campus, um, you know, at Alabama next weekend. We'll see. Uh, he would have been one of those top ones. Jaron Hamilton, you know, he, he's a wide receiver out of Gainesville, Florida. He's officially visiting next weekend, could potentially pop as well. He's someone who's trending toward Alabama. So, you know, if, if we were to, you know, speaking of underdog, if we were to do a plus minus on commitments, and we were to set it at one and a half, I'd probably take the under, but who knows? You just never know who's going to show up late and, um, you know, decide to, that Alabama wowed them enough to commit. All right, so you brought up James Smith and Quay Russell, and, I mean, you can't say one without the other, first of all. I mean, that's just the way it is, and it, it certainly appears they will go to the same school. They've been saying that from the start, the dynamic duo from Carver-Montgomery. They very surprisingly, at least to me, uh, went out in the first round of the HSA playoffs, but – what that has done is give them plenty of time to focus on their futures. Uh, do you believe they end up at Alabama? It's tough with them because, you know, at least right now, I know they're not speaking too much. They, they were upset about how things transpired. Some, you know, players on their teams couldn't play, um, you know, because of things that had gone down a couple of games before. And, you know, I know, I, I know they felt that they had a team that was at least going to be past the first round, potentially winning a state championship. They felt they were good enough. So, uh, you know, how much recruiting is taking the focus for them now because of that? Who knows? It remains, remains to be seen. I think that's that's the thing about the recruiting process. You know, they're human beings at the end of the day. They, 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 they you know, they feel things after, you know, lo emotional losses or emotional wins and, you know, have things going on in their personal lives. So, uh, but as of right now, I would, I would lean Alabama just because of honestly what's gone on with the other programs they're considering. Auburn fired their head coach. Florida, you know, they got them on campus a couple of times. I think Florida could be in that top three, but they weren't able to get them, you know, back for their South Carolina game, a trip that Rousseau and, and Smith had considered. Ohio State hasn't even gotten them on campus for an official visit yet. Georgia seems to have been slipping with them. They they didn't visit for the Georgia-Tennessee game, which for UJ is a huge missed opportunity. So, uh, and that was because of, you know, Quay having an injured shoulder. But just the way everything's kind of lined up, it just feels like it's, it's trending in Alabama's direction. But you know, I still, I'm still watching out for Auburn here, despite the firing of Harson and, you know, the, the season, not, uh, you know, the, them having a subpar season. I, I'm still watching out for Auburn, but I would give the edge to the Crimson Tide right now. You were not making a lot of friends right now, Joseph. <laughs> 
you need to, but you're telling the truth and that's all you can do. Right. I mean, it's not you that's picking these schools. Um, but so, okay. Then, cause it, I, I'm not saying that it was a pessimistic view about uh, Smith and Rousseau and, and Collins and Proctor and all that. Tell me who you think Alabama actually does get here in this late period. I know you mentioned Arian Carter who just decommitted from Memphis, a linebacker who's really shot up the recruiting rankings. And then uh, you mentioned Hamilton, the wide receiver from Gainesville. Uh, aside from those two, who do you believe Alabama ends up closes with? I mean, to be honest with you, Luke, those, those are my two, I don't want to say slam dunks. There's never a slam dunk or a guarantee in recruiting. Those would be the two picks right now. Those would be the two I feel the most comfortable about uh, in terms of Alabama's chances with. James Smith and Quay Rousseau, I, you know, I haven't submitted a prediction yet because I do need to see what goes on with that Auburn official visit. But, you know, I, I would put them in my mock class today for Alabama. Um Ruben Bain, I think there's a shot there. I just, I, I don't know. He, his one, his is an interesting one because he wants to let it play out all the way until the early signing period. I truly don't think, and I spoke with him in person last week, I don't think he's made a decision yet. So it's really tough. Uh, Alabama's in that top three or top four mix. He told me that, but, you know, I don't think he has one school trending ahead of the other, despite him being from Miami. Centarian Perkins, the Ole Miss linebacker commitment. I still have my prediction in for Alabama to flip him, but it's just such a wild card there because of everything that's gone on in his recruitment and the, you know, the possibility of him flipping in to Alabama in July and not doing so, you know, showing a lot of love to Ole Miss then showing a lot of love to Alabama when he visited, then showing a lot, a lot of love to Ole Miss. I want to go with him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really 50, 50 on him. And then with cornerbacks, it's just kind of, kind of hard to tell. You've got the Mari Brown out of South Florida. Uh, Miami appears to be training with him, but Alabama made a strong impression last month. Desmond Ricks, yes, he looks to be trending to LSU, but Alabama's going to get two more visits before it's all said and done. Uh, Malik Muhammad, Texas cornerback commitment. He's he, he's going to be officially visiting next month. He re, re reaffirmed that with me um, through text uh, earlier today. So, yeah, it, it's just tough. There's no real guarantees, no real slam dunks for the most part. Um, you know, Alabama may end up extending another offer, maybe looking to the transfer portal for some of these uh, to fill some of these positions. But yeah, it'd be Jaron Hamilton, Aaron Carter at the top, maybe James Smith, Quay Rousseau right, right below that. Lawson Lucky is another one committed to Georgia who I could see Alabama flipping. So um, yeah, you know, I think we'll know more in a couple of weeks, Luke, to be honest with you. After the Iron Bowl weekend, I think we'll, we'll have a better idea. Joseph, let me tell everybody about Nugenics. This is one of our newer sponsors. You know, when you get older, your body changes. Joseph, it ain't an issue for you because I think you're 21 years old. Uh, I'm, on the other hand, getting a dad bod. I'm almost getting a granddad bod. Uh, you're feeling – I'm feeling a little bit less like myself than I was back in the day. Um, it's not – my fault. It's not your fault if you're feeling the same way. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone, as people like to call it. That happens to every man and can make it more and more difficult to stay in shape and be interjected and be eloquent and be energetic and active. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production, what some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Well, that's where Nugenics comes in. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen and has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, and with more energy and drive and more passion too. 
Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get you back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that we know you can be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. That's COLLEGE to 231-231. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Okay, so a lot of stuff's happening in college football world right now. How much more difficult is it for a recruiting uh, reporter, recruiting analyst, recruiting guru like yourself to stay up to date with everybody when you have to factor in the coaches are getting fired much earlier. Um, these, the NIL is a factor now, and you may not have access to as much information about the NIL stuff because it's pretty hush-hush from most colleges. And then the transfer portal. So where you think Alabama let, – let me just pick an Alabama out of the air here. Alabama may need a tight end for next year. Um, and so you immediately say, okay, what about Lawson Lucky or some of these other guys they, they're going after? Well, what if Alabama has their eye on a tight end, but they can't really say anything about it because you're not tampering, you're not really supposed to talk about it. I mean, it's got to make it very difficult for you guys. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult, to be honest with you. Just trying to keep up with everything, you know, the ever-changing landscape that is college football right now in the recruiting world. Um, you know, just one, one thing that I continue to do is build the relationships with, with the kids themselves. Um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll have information um, that, that we get from other sources as well, but it really comes down to the relationships with the kids, with their parents, the coaches. Do they trust you? Um, can they trust you with information? Things like that. And that, that's kind of what you have to do in this day and age, especially with so many factors at play. You have to trust those relationships that you've built. NIL is tough, too, because even when we do know of something, can't really say it, can't really express it. You know, there's a lot of things that just kind of go on behind the behind the scenes that you can't really talk about, uh, you know, and you can't really be open with as well. You know, the transfer portal, yeah, there are, you know, times where you know a school has their eye on someone, but, you know, they can't, they can't really begin their official pursuit because obviously that person's still a part of another program. So, yeah, it gets a little bit difficult, especially like with where Alabama is right now. Like the assumption is, when you're looking at their defensive line targets, that there's a chance that they missed out on most of them. I, I think James Smith could should end up in this class. We'll, we'll see. But there is a chance that they miss out on all those top guys. You know, are you going to be able to circle back late to some other ones? If you don't, the transfer portal is definitely going to be the, the, um, the next place you look. But you can't really factor that in right now. You have to kind of stay in the present. So, yeah, it is difficult, you know, and you have to kind of stay on your toes. have to be looking at your phone 24-7 pretty much. Uh, see you know new tweets new offers all of that but yeah I, I enjoy it for the most part all right so Auburn's looking for a new coach obviously who of those being discussed do you think would cause Alabama the most headaches in terms of winning recruiting battles head-to-head -head? and before you answer um, I know it seems like Lane Kiffin is the leader in the clubhouse for the Auburn coaching position. But I took a look at Ole Miss's recruiting, and, the, you know, they're number 25, 25 in the country. Now they got eight four-stars and, I don't know, four or five three-stars or whatever. So it's not bad, but yeah. it, it's certainly not uh, – it doesn't scream elite recruiter. I, I think Kiffin 
is a, an excellent offensive coach. I think he will do really well wherever he lands. But I'm just wondering, would he be the guy that gives Alabama the most headaches in terms of winning some of these in-state and, and nearby recruiting wars? That's a, that's a difficult one to answer because Lane Kiffin kind of reminds me, I don't want to – it's not a direct comparison. They're, they're two completely different people, but just in terms of the situations they're in, Dan Mullen, you know, I, I kind of see a little bit of in terms of, you know, having an offensive scheme that can kind of, you know, overcome some any deficiencies that you may have at a particular position or the other and really keep yourself competitive in an SEC that is dominated by an Alabama, an LSU, Georgia – um, you know, Dan Mullen was able to get Mississippi State to number one in the country. Lane Kiffin hasn't reached those heights with Ole Miss yet, but man, he's, he's come pretty darn close to it uh, and has come pretty close to beating Alabama. So yeah, I think he could give Alabama some, um, you know, some trouble. And, you know, you mentioned the recruiting class where Ole Miss is. It's definitely a lot tougher to recruit at Ole Miss and, and, and get players to go to Oxford than it is to recruit at Auburn. That, that's just that's just the case. And, you know, the ever-changing landscape we talked about, NIL, Auburn is definitely participating in that. So behind an NIL backing, a Lane Kiffin personality, whether you like him or love him, you know, he does resonate with recruits and he does resonate with players. I think he could give Alabama some issues. Dan Landing would also be kind of interesting, in my opinion, at, at least for the immediate future. You know, you talk about, um, you know, he, I believe he offered Quay Rousseau. He, he was recruiting those two at Georgia, you know, look at what he's done with Oregon, obviously then, um, you know, wasn't able to come out on top recently, but I, I think he'd be a pretty interesting one um, to pay attention to, but Lane Kiffin, he, he's the, he seems to be the top guy. I think he could cause Alabama some issues, not, not to the point where I think he's out recruiting Nick Saban or anything and, and landing number one classes back to back to back. But yeah, he, he could present Alabama some problems. Joseph, you're the absolute best, man. How can everybody keep up with you? And I'm going to tell you something. You guys at On3 have been absolutely killing it, man. You you do a fantastic job. Your, your write-ups are awesome. Um, it's so much fun to read your stuff. Really appreciate that, Luke. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph A. Hastings. I finally got verified. Had to pay $8 a month for it, but <laughs> I, I'm there. I, I finally got verified after all these years. And you can follow my – I post all my stories on there and then also on – on BamaInsider.com, obviously, we're running a great deal. $10 will get you access until August 31st, 2023. Or you can join for a month and pay $5, which is 50% off. Uh, join me on the Talk of Champions message board. We're actually doing a recruiting roundtable right now uh, with Andrew Bone and myself. So we do a lot of great discussion. We have a lot of great discussions on there. So we'd really appreciate if you all sign up. And thank you, Luke, for, for having me on and reaching out. That's Joseph Hastings. He's the best in the business, and he works with the best in the business when it comes to Andrew Bone. And he also works with other people in the business, like Jimmy Stein. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see Jimmy soon. Uh, he, J Jimmy actually, we're talking about promoting BamaInsider.com. Jimmy does a, a rewatch thread of every single game that yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Really encourage you all to check that out. And it really is good. I mean, and, and you know, most of us rewatch a game, but mm -hmm. I, I know that um, Jimmy actually, like, he takes a block of time and rewatches the thing like pretty intently as if it's a going on originally, you know, but it, yeah. for Jimmy is like, um, you know, we all watch the Sopranos, but like when you go back and rewatch the Sopranos, you, you see some of the nuance that you didn't see before. And I think mm -hmm. that's the way Jimmy's watching. He does a great job with it, but I'm telling you, you guys are on three and I knew it was going to happen this way. Y'all are quickly becoming uh, the place to go to for all this stuff. Cause Shannon Terry wouldn't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> He, he wasn't, and we're, we're adding some some really great things in terms of the transfer portal, name, image, and likeness. We have a, a whole 
subsection of the site dedicated to NIL and just following all the storylines there. You can go on an, on a prospect's profile sheet and see their NIL value and, and see it change in real time. It's truly awesome. The features are great, and I love being a part of it. All right, buddy. That's Joseph Hastings from On3. We will talk to you again soon, buddy. Until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. Thank you, Luke.